captaincy noises, player yeah. noises come into the picture because if it's a 15-16 member squad. Welcome back to Sri Lankan Cricket Podcast with Vida and Bora. We are recording this on a Monday after a win, a fantastic win against New Zealand in a T20, first T20 international. Finally, a win for us uh, in New Zealand, Bora. <laughs> what a win it was. Dasun got hit for six in the last ball. Then um, we had to play a, a super over. We only needed eight runs to win and uh, Asalanka went in and got the runs in two balls. This weekend has been a good one for us. We were, we were looking for a win for a month or so and uh, we finally got one in New Zealand. Yeah, good win. I watched the game as many of our viewers would have done. Ended up a tight contest. I thought we would win, win the game by about 10-15 of a margin but New Zealand scrapped and found a way to compete. Um, yeah. Ground dimensions didn't help us so uh, not didn't help us, I think just made the game where New Zealand could make a comeback. We did really well to get the score up, number one. Um, I thought 195 uh, was a winning score. Um, if we could have made one over go our way, but that's the nature of T20. A lot of positives, I think, getting a win, number one, but then on the back of some of our batting um, collapses or poor performances this um, kind of gave hope especially Usal Janit's uh, position now comes into the equal like a, a, a conversation does he make it into the fear 50 over team as well mm. top order getting the runs Charit Asalanka plays a high risk uh, game which I mean in the T20 seems to come off but in a one day when it doesn't come off, doesn't look good, which is some of um, his downfalls in the 50-over cricket. But he played that role pretty well in the in the just the completed T20 game. Yeah, well, let's be honest, Parab, this team, they're more suited for T20 cricket. No doubt about that, you know, when it comes to batting or bowling, I think we are more suited yeah. for T20 cricket. Um, but we are approaching a 50-over World Cup, so we'll have to find a way to win 50-over games as well because um, we were struggling to score 200 runs in a 50-over game, but we managed to score 196 in a T20. That, um, that says how strong we are in the T20 format. Um, interesting, yeah. interesting you mentioned Kusal Pereira is playing after, uh, I'm sure, after more than one and a half years. Um, yep. And he had a flying start, Bora, with Kusal Mendes. Then he yep. steadied the ship and he held the, held that inning together and he batted through. That's something he's not used to do. We talked about needing a bit of experience in mid-inning. I think uh, he provided that uh, for us. So good signs for us. He looks fit and uh, he's he's hitting the ball well. And yep. uh, Wanidu played a Nice cameo of 21. So things falling into place in T20s. Um, think, a good morale booster for us uh, after a tough few weeks in New Zealand, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was a good win. Um, the bowling, I think from 13th, 14th over, we kind of knew we need to scrap for a few overs because um, Dilshan, Madhushankar and even um, 
Pramod Mandushan were leaking runs, so that meant we had to um, find the overs. I think I feel Dasun played that overs well in the sense where he was probably thinking if we can get the team all out, he can save the over of not bowling one of the expensive uh, bowlers, but the game kept moving along and it came down to who does he give that extra that over? Does he bank it and go to Dilshan Madhushanka or does he come back? Does he bowl it himself? So he took the pressure on um, of going down the line of um, taking that uh, um, over, taking the responsibility of bowling. I know he fell short on it, but um, the five balls before he pretty much bowled it really well. I think the only distraction I would have thought is just before that last ball was bowled, there was a lot of um, discussions being oh. here. You could see one two run in and say, look, have everyone on the leg side and um, cover, protect that boundary. Um, mm. Which I don't know whether they threw off what Dasun was hoping to do because yeah. He is a part-time bowler. The margin of error for a part-time bowler is generally higher than a strike or a specialized bowler. So he was bowling that off-stamp line, you know, just outside that yorker. Yes. And then the last ball went onto his legs, pretty pretty much was was on midland leg, which was in his hitting arc, went for a six, but I think if he oh, if he would have gotten it just outside off stump, I don't think um so they would have had the skill set to go straight or um over the offside yeah. for six. But those are the that's the tough part of you know margin of error. So yeah. Um it's a it's a tough ground to bowl Yorkers, bro. The straight boundary. Yeah. Very short. So if you get get it wrong, it's gonna go. Yes, yeah. bowling a wide yorker would have been a better option. But being a yeah, you're right. But end of the day, we we managed to tie the game, then win the super over. Uh, Tikshan yeah. back in the white ball team, he bowled well in the super over. He took a nice catch backpedaling and took two yeah. wickets in the super over. I saw a tweet from uh, Chennai Super Kings. Like they're waiting for him to come, and how do I say it? I haven't seen a Sri Lankan player wanted uh, by Indian fans this much for a long time. Like I think all of Chennai wants Matishi to come soon and play, <laughs> join the team because they're missing him. I think it's uh, talking of the IPL and seeing Matishi playing for Sri Lanka instead of at the IPL playing. It's interesting. It does it mean it's uh we've got you could look at that two ways one thing we don't have the depth of players so that means my matish has to play for sri lanka um if it was say the new zealand side they got devon conway who's in playing in the ipl he's not playing for new zealand in this tournament he, he's actually out there playing for Chennai Super Kings, whereas Sri Lanka's gone down the line. No, you need to play play mm -hmm. this commitment. It's more important that you play here. So, um, does that mean we are short on depth, or 
um, from a player's point of view, could is it better of sending a guy like Matish Tikshana to play in the IPL? Why we expose uh, another player in the T Twenty circuit? So because we get the win and having Matish Tikshana play in this game, I think um, you look back and say, oh, it's, it's a good decision or it's good to keep him in the mix. Um, but from a Scott point of view, do you kind of send him out to the IPL, get him more fine-tuned, get him ready for it? So those are those are a few things. One yeah. country said, yeah, we've got enough players, we are going to expose them. Um, feel free to go out to the IPL, whereas we've actually making our limited players play in for Sri Lanka. So because the public or the media would have gone, you can't play the IPL. Yeah, I think it's us and New Zealand who, uh, sorry, not New Zealand, uh, Bangladesh, who haven't released their players. But Barnuka is he scored a 50 in the first game, or is he he's must back be... in the question, isn't it? <laughs> Every time he's not yeah. in the Sri Lanka team and uh, he scores from somewhere else, so. He's he's... We didn't have any left-handers in the one-day series, and now we have two left-handers we are talking about in Kusal Janit, Banuka, yeah. and now Charita Salanka scoring runs. So three left-handers when one actually we couldn't we didn't have any left hand and Charita Salanka just played um in the eleven because of no left-handers. So that's how quickly games change and those names come into the picture. Hmm. It'll be interesting to see. Like he's he's rated very high, highly in in Punjab team. You know, one one good season can change things for any player. Um yeah. talking about uh commitments, Bora, there's yeah. a big witch hunt has started after a few bad games we had in New Zealand. Um this time it's Mahela Jayavardana. Mainly, I mean, this started mainly in social media. I'm not sure who's uh, who's fueling it. Well, like everybody in the cricket circle knew that Mahal is not going to feature in each and every tour of Sri Lanka plays, and all of a sudden this has come out because he's he's uh, in the IPL or he's in USA with the major league cricket draft. So I don't know what the motives behind this witch hunt. But every time Sri Lanka losing games or not doing well, these things come out. And uh, it's not new for Sri Lanka cricket, isn't it, Bura? So, But Sri Lanka cricket has come out with a statement saying um, he's only there as a consultant coach. He's not going to be there in uh, each and every tour. So that's Sri Lanka cricket come out and said that. But things that shared on social media a few screenshots of private group messages has come into light and i'm trying to think who's behind this and there's lots of question marks around this uh, incident what what are your thoughts yeah i think best way to think of it is who is there to gain a lot from it um, who's there to gain coming out mm. of changes, who's in the limelight, those are the things you kind of have to start looking at and then um, the kind of the dotted lines kind of uh, marks itself out 
what's the motives behind that so it's a high performance role it is it is not easy but do we have any proven performance in high performance cricket in international circuit we only have one person and he's wanted by um a lot of um franchises um teams trying to pick his brains on how best you know what he sees in the game and we are lucky to have that so but it seems like um we are slowly draining that off um that's the way i see it but also in a high performance role the, the time there is a time as well um, where uh, it is going to run its course um but short answer to the question what what's happening in the hype that is going around you got to think who's trying to gain an advantage out of it and it kind of paints it picture yeah um, we, we tend to hear these stories or see these changes in waves um so we had a period generally world cups around the corner that's when all these um noise start captaincy noises, player yeah. noises come into the picture because if it's a 15-16 member squad, um, what noise can you make to make those changes? Um, administratively, what are the changes that happen? And in Sri Lanka, um, it is a voting system in terms of how the, um, the crickets run. So... Um, it's just creating unnecessary noise at this stage. Yeah. Funny thing is, with this comes suggestions for chairman uh, selector jobs, um, yeah. change of coach. You know, they they every time these things come out, um, it seems to be a pattern, right? And history never repeats, but it drives what I, I'm thinking. You know, when you look at these things, you think, oh, this has happened before. So it was not it was not only Mahela Bora. Like, yeah, there's a bit of uh, criticism about Pramodi Ikram Singh as well. And yeah. I just saw today Sri Lanka under-19s lost to... Afghanistan. Sorry, they lost to Afghanistan. Mm. And Mahela was... Well, one of the roles Mahela had was to focus on developing the under-19. So I don't know whether we'll hear... Where was he uh, when under nineteen so playing in UAE? So, I mean, you, you, you can't you can't make everyone happy for us. So, I mean, if we're trying to do something, and especially the way we've been playing cricket in the last couple of years, it takes time to build a team. So, so this type of criticism and uh, asking for blood and you know, um, us asking for head to roll doesn't help for a team like us who has featured in World Cup finals, semi-finals regularly. The state we are in right now, we don't need this. We we need we need people who run cricket to get together and work towards making countries cricket better, not going against each other. I think that will be always a challenge because because of the parties that are always going to be involved. Uh, like everyone's got an opinion and that opinion Everyone has one, Bora. Yeah, who (laughs) makes the better change or or good decisions for better change um, is the best way to put it. I know everyone wants 
something has happened, it's a lot easier to criticize. It's hard to create, um, you know, push with the direction. If you take the role of the selector promoter, I think his course is going to end pretty soon. I feel things are like getting dragged out. Like, yes, there is, he's come with a, it feels like some of the decisions that he's making is now you've seen it and uh, you've seen it and it's yeah. a bit tiring now. So repeat. Turning out so, absolutely. Yeah. So it's now easy just tossing in everyone he hears into the mix to see like in the if you say you take the example of going back to the senior players you heard it and he's gone down that line mm. um so how does he manage that i feel short term answer there'll be a change it's who's coming in i don't think because it's a matter of who's the person coming in at which which group that person's involved which that aligns i think because um you, it's not only a selector, standalone selector coming in to do the job. It's a, it's going to be a selector who, which party that person's alliance is, uh, is going to play a part in getting that decision. So um, this is where the politics comes into play of, of the game, yeah. um, where like you hear the noise of all in the games, Got a lot of. It's not clean. The game's got so many um, dead, isn't it? loopholes. <laughs> These are scenarios where those loopholes get exposed or get tested. Now, yeah. One thing I can say is, like, if you look at the countries who had who have who had success in the recent past, Bora, all yes. those countries, they have they have players. They have uh, they have people who have played cricket recently, they yeah. are involved with the game. Maybe India is an exception because India, you know, they do things differently. Uh, anyway, um, but Australia, England, even South Africa to some extent, they have people involved who has retired recently, like George Bailey's chairman selector. Uh, you're right when you said about Mahela, everyone wants him and we can't have him, but the other guy is Sangha and he's he's not available as well. So who, who can we look at, Bora? Like, I don't know, maybe someone like, even someone like Mubarak or Kandambi, you know, they, I mean, they they played like, they cricket like four or five, four, five years ago. So yeah. those are the names I can think of. Well, other than that, like, I don't think going back to, back to all methods is, is the way to go here because that's not going to work. No, you're right. It's just finding, unfortunately, we don't have many names that come into the picture of who are like a, who can hold the director of cricket position for Sri Lanka. Mm -hmm. um, Kandambi is in the Sri Lankan coaching mix, so it potentially could come on the ranks like a um, Rob Key for England. Uh, yeah. But the way Sri Lanka has run, it's always run on who's the most senior in that playing group or playing era. And it has a hierarchy of how it is yeah. being appointed. So I don't think that barrier is going to break break anytime soon. Um, yeah. So it will be there. Um, for us, I know there are a lot of 
excretors ex having opinions how to go about it. administrators have opinions how to go about it we are playing qualifying we got to you know make decisions that's going to help us get through qualifying and yeah. move on to the next one still i think it's a very even if you make qualifying it's it's a very hard task for us from it's there we're talking about um, some of the best teams or teams that have gone ahead or adjusted well to modern day one day cricket where um, Sri Lanka is, I think, slightly behind, um, especially with our batting. Our batting is not at a maturity level where we can score that big runs. In one day cricket, but if you take, if you give an opportunity for an Indian batter or a or a international batter these days, they'll push the one fifty or try to push a score in the top order if they can get it. We are struggling to get up to the hundred. So we are still on that 20, 30, 50 run mark, which is effective in a T20 because we've got a strong bowling group that kind of looks after itself. Um, the way our composition in batting in uh, one-day cricket, we know, like we say, test cricket is a big exposure of how your skill set of a batting team is. One-day is another mode of exposure because you've got to play longer, like more yeah. overs. Uh, our maturity level is not there. That's where we're struggling with some of our short selections. Uh, but yeah. to overcome that, that's a time factor. We are okay playing at home, Bora. Yeah. You know, we can manage at home, but with that's when we when we go out of the country, we, we can't win games. We are not good enough. So no. and we are looking for solutions. I think we've got the, the group. Last it's just how do you how do you combine that group? The batting's like you see quality there, like potential quality. It's the how they go about it, how their mindset, how mature they are at building innings and going through. Um, that that has to that's going that needs to change in the near future. Like if you got if you get. The three batters, Charita Salanka, Kusal Mendes, Tananjay De Silva, those are the three who has to bat in the top three. Are they going to give us the runs? I don't see that. Um, like um, Something that's just in my head is I was following. I mean, Kusal Mendes is pretty popular with his low scores um, and <laughs> the social media attention around that. But... If you take an example, Romesh Kalvitarna, where back in the day when, you know, I think he was lucky, like he, like he's got, his duck percentage is 13%. So he scores every 13 ducks in 100, 100 games. Kusal yeah. Mendes is on 14 ducks per 100 games. So, and he's our number three batter. So that's a high margin where your, um, best batter in the teams there's mm. a risk that he'll get out to a low score or a zero which puts the pressure on the team being you know two down because he's a number three bat so it'll be one down because this goes to bat mm. two down very soon and that puts a pressure on your batting order so how do you how does he overcome that technical uh, problem um uh, 
he'll need to overcome it pretty soon. There's how do you, do you give him another hundred games, fourteen ducks, to so for him to bring it down, or do you go? No, nah, I think we need a steadier number three like Adana and JD Silva. See what his duck yeah. percentage is. Does he give you fourteen ducks every hundred games, or does he give you six ducks every hundred games and he'll get a good score? Yeah, yeah I'm sure he's got the skill set to score the hundreds. He's got the technical ability to do that. Do you expose him now? Like, because um, we, we know potentials there with Kusal Mendes. With the potential, do you then chuck him up the order as an opener? If he gets out, he gets out, and then your number three comes and steadies the boat. Those are the things, those are the adjustments we have to do with the current set of players we have. Yeah, it's better to do a change now rather than waiting. <laughs> yeah. Longer. You, we've got. The scenarios you got to think. Kusal Janit now everyone's going to be talking. He needs to come back to one day. He got to open. Then Patum Nisanka is a quality enough opener. Kusal Mendes, Dananjeli Silva, who bats in your top three out of that four or five batters. Yeah. And Nuanidu might need to step out or step down. Um, I know he's young. He's got um, age up his sleeve. But we are going into a one-day World Cup. You need your best playing group. You can't be no. letting all you teach these guys to come through. So. No, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you look at our successes in the past, Bora, we yeah. won majority of the game. Majority of the games because our top four was making runs. Yeah. Every time we make a make a World Cup final, it's because. You know, our top four got runs. Like, I mean, we will win few games with the middle order scoring runs, but to win games consistently, you'll have to you you have to have your top order firing. That is one, two, three, four. So um yeah, you're right. that's that's the proven method over the years when it comes to one day international cricket. And not like dropping your bowler for your batter, like you said <laughs> in the last game. <laughs> you make up and then yeah. 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 Things so... don't change with that. No, game. no, no. <laughs> See, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it happened exactly how we predicted. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor Madhusanka. The next game is on Wednesday. We are recording this on Monday. So. Hopefully we'll we'll win this and seal the series. Um, I think that's about it. Good. I'm not sure how many times we've won a T20 series in New Zealand. Might be the first. Uh, I can't remember many wins there, or we might not even played many T20s out there. So a little bit of yeah, that's something we'll uh, have background checks for us to do. Do a bit of homework. Anyone listening in, let us know if. We've beaten New Zealand in a series, T20 series out there. Yeah, if you know what our records are in New Zealand, please send them in. Um, if you like this episode, please leave a rating and a review on uh, iTunes and Apple Podcast. And uh, if you are a YouTube person, check us out on YouTube and give us a follow as well. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback. So we leave all the links in our show notes. Wednesday, hopefully win. We'll win the series and we'll talk more about it in a few days' time. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. All right. Thank you. See you soon.